You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to a new series in our Faith Roots podcast. We're going to be talking about this month, Turning Curses into Blessings. And this is really a fascinating study. In fact, I was quite surprised as I got into it at how much the Scripture had to say on the subject. Now, typically, I will begin each series of lessons with an appeal for financial support. If you'd like to help us with the Faith Roots podcast, you can go to my website, myfaithroots.com. There's a giving link there. And if you'd like, you can help me make sure that this continues to go out. There is some expense to it. And I would appreciate your support and thank you very much for it in advance. All right, let's get into this. Nehemiah 13.2, Howbeit our God turned the curse into a blessing. I rarely ever use a single scripture for the text through the whole of a series, but I'm going to do it with this one. And I hope that you'll remember that because it's a tremendous summary of a truth. Our God turned the curse into a blessing. Doesn't mean that there wasn't a curse. Doesn't mean that no one tried to come against God's people with a curse. It just means that when the curse came, he flipped it and he turned it around. Now, when God promised to bless Abraham, or Abram as he was then known, and his seed, he knew that it would make Abram a target immediately. And so I want to read to you from Genesis chapter 12, and you can see the evidence of God's knowledge in this. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now there's enough information there. It's not not super specific, but it's very general, but yet very potent. God said you will be used to bring about a blessing on the entire earth. Every family on earth will be blessed through you. I like to think of it like this, that God is going to grab somebody out of every family on earth for his kingdom. And that that's maybe, um, uh, maybe not totally accurate, but I'd like to think that, that he's going to get into every kindred, tongue, tribe, and nation of the world. Now, we do know that for a fact. He's going to do that. But I'd like to think that he gets into every family. And that's what is amazing to me. Uh, some years ago, uh, the son of the famed atheist Madeline Murray O'Hare was in our church. And um, he was there for another uh, reason, uh, but he wasn't there to protest. He was there to support ministry. And so it's interesting to me how that God works like that. And he goes after people who come out of horrible places. All right, now God was doing something new in the earth when he called Abraham. He was choosing to set aside a group of people, a family that would multiply and grow, and he's going to use them to demonstrate his goodness. 
He intended to bless all the families on earth through this special family, a separated uh, family, a sanctified family. When we think about sanctify, we think of it as meaning super holy and all that. All it means is that something is marked for special use, and that's what sanctification is, marked for special use. My grandfather had a sanctified cowboy hat. He only wore it when he went to town or went to a special function funeral or wedding or, or, or to go see the banker or uh, to do business. He wore that special hat. He did not wear that hat uh, on, on work days. He had an old hat that he wore that was covered up with medicine from doctor and cattle and had dirt and stains and all that all over it. That was not his sanctified hat. He had a special purpose hat, that, that, and that's what God did with Abraham. I'm making a special purpose family here uh, to put on the earth. Now, this family was already threatened. Genesis 11.30 previously says, but Sarai, that's Abraham's wife, was barren and she had no child. So already uh, Satan must have had some kind of sense that God was going to use this family and he worked to shut up the womb of Sarai. Now God did not stop it because he had a greater purpose. He was going to do something great. He wasn't going to allow it to continue, but he had a time frame for when it would be changed. Now, he was establishing there a pattern that we continued to the end, and that's this, that God doesn't immediately cancel out all curses. He lets the enemy pronounce them. He lets the enemy threaten them. But at just the right time, God turns the curse around into a blessing, and the stage was set, not by God, but by the enemy. God permitted him to set the stage. And when it was just right, God flipped the script, and the enemy was humiliated. And uh, the brilliance of that, the wisdom of that is this, is it makes the devil think twice about attacking anyone from the family of God, because he never knows when he is going to be humiliated, embarrassed, and exposed, and, and he winds up being the one who set the stage for the whole event. Now, God established this pattern. Circumstances do not always dictate the success of his plans. In fact, very often, the person who is blessed of God begins to experience very negative circumstances. There is somewhat of an attack. How does this happen? It is because circumstances are subject to manipulation by unseen spiritual forces. Now, some people don't like to think about that, or some people think it's superstition, but the scriptures are very clear about it. What happens in this natural world that we see and live in is influenced by an unseen world and beings in an unseen world who are set against the purposes of God. Here's what Paul the Apostle said in Ephesians 6 and verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. The word against appears five times in that context. Against, against, against. There are things that we cannot see that are set to be against us. So we shouldn't think it strange that we encounter negative circumstances. Now, 
Satan's vengeance had been demonstrated against Job. Early on, somewhere near the time of Abraham, and scholars disagree as to whether it's before or after, uh, very good likelihood that it's a little bit after, but it's at least during the era. And we see in the book of Job chapter 1 verse 8 how Satan was working to attack a righteous man. Now let me read it to you. Job 1.8, Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and an upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him and around his household, around all that he has on every side? You've blessed the work of his hands. His possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power." Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. And here's what I want you to see in all of this is that uh, the, the, the devil and Satan immediately went after Job because he was blessed. Apparently the hedge went down. I think it was because Job gave in to his fears. But nonetheless, the hedge that God had created around him uh, was, was compromised in some way or another. As a result, the Sabians stole all of Job's oxen, all of his donkeys. The Chaldeans stole all of his camels. A whirlwind killed every one of his children as they were celebrating a birthday. And so what we see is this horrible tragedy that came against Job. If God had not said to Abraham in Genesis 12, 1, 2, and 3, I will bless him who blesses you and curse him who curses you, and in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. If God hadn't given that promise to Abraham, he would never have made it. It was that covenant promise that God made with Abraham, and this is important. Abraham is not just a famous Bible character. He is the first man in the covenant. There was a special covenant of faith. Now, others had covenants, but it didn't extend to the family and to a nation like the covenant that God made with Abraham. God set him apart, but not only him, but his descendants after him to be blessed with this covenant. And without this, we are all sitting ducks. Even as it is, we are attacked. Circumstances work against us many, many times. That does not mean, though, that we're to be overwhelmed by them. God curses those who curse us, and he blesses those who bless us. Now, what I want you to see is that immediately Abraham had opportunity to see this working. Genesis 12. Now there was a famine in the land. Where do you suppose that came from? It came from the devil. And Abram went down to Egypt to dwell there, for the famine was severe in the land. So he's trying to drive Abram out of the land that God had sent him to. God sent him there. We think sometimes because God tells you to do something or tells you that something belongs to you, that it won't be contested. But here it is very much contested. It came to pass when he was close to entering Egypt 
that he said to Sarai, his wife, Indeed, I know that you were a woman of beautiful countenance. Therefore, it will happen. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Please say that you are my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake, and I may live because of you. So it was when Abram came into Egypt that the Egyptians saw the woman, that she was very beautiful. The princes of Pharaoh also saw her and commended her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house. And he treated Abram well for her sake. He had sheep and oxen and male donkeys, male and female servants, female donkeys and camels. But the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. And Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? I might have taken her as my wife. Now therefore, here is your wife. Take her and go your way. So Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. They didn't extract anything from Abraham. And what I want you to see is that even though Abram failed here, the covenant still worked. So this covenant is more powerful than human perfection. Very often we think that we as humans have to be perfect in order to see the fullness of God's covenant, but that's not so. Now don't make any mistake about it. You have a part to play, and you have to stand for your covenant rights. But here we see even in failure, God kept his covenant with Abraham, and what he did, he took what could well have been a curse, and God flipped it, and the Bible says that Abraham was blessed. So God turned the curse into a blessing. This is the first instance that we're going to read about this, but let's keep going and see if the pattern continues. See you tomorrow. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.